name is Mark Ongley. I'm part-time pastor of Ashes to Life, a small church in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. I'm also author of a new book. It's called Into the Light, Healing Sexuality in Today's Church. The subtitle originally was going to be Redeeming the Church's Discussion of Sexuality, uh, which is also true about the book, but um, healing sexuality in today's church really is the primary thrust. Would you agree, though, that the church's discussion of sexuality needs to be rede redeemed? Uh, yeah, it seems that there's one issue that we fight over and we ignore everything else. Uh, there is so much in terms of sexual addiction and uh, sexual abuse, all kinds of other issues that really need the grace and healing of Jesus Christ, and yet we're fixated on this one issue. In the book, I propose a number of ways that the discussion can be redeemed. One of those is for the church to repent of its own perversity. What do I mean by that? Well, in the scripture, the word perverse is used in the NRSV. It's used only once in the New Testament. And it's Jesus who spoke that word. He had just come down from the Mount of Transfiguration and uh, glowing with the Shekinah glory of God. A man rushes up to him and says, can you please heal my son? He's epileptic and it throws him into the fire. Often he's thrown into the water by these fits. I took him to your disciples and they couldn't heal him. Will you please heal my son? And here's what Jesus said. Jesus answered, you faithless and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you? How much longer must I put up with you? Bring him here to me. Faithless and perverse generation, how much longer must I put up with you? how the disciples must have felt. Do you think Jesus ever says that with a sigh and a weary heart when he looks at the church in America? The church that I pastor is made up of alcoholics and drug addicts, at least three quarters of those who attend deal with those issues. So when I first came to Beaver Falls, I started to attend an AA meeting it was held in the basement of my church building. Um, there are some AA meetings called speaker meetings that anyone can attend. And so I started to attend the Saturday night meeting in the basement of my church. Here's what I found. I found my church's basement filled with men. Uh, there were some women, but most of those in attendance were men. A lot of them young men. And the meeting itself, boring, probably boring than your, more boring than the church you go to. <laughs> uh, someone reads the 12 steps, someone else reads the 12 traditions, someone else reads the 12 promises of AA. Everyone hangs in there because they're waiting for one thing. They're waiting for the person who will give their story, uh, what they call a lead, how God helped them to overcome their compulsion to drink. Some of them, it's like they're sitting on the edge of the seat. They're thinking, I need God to help me overcome this addictive issue. How did God help this person? Do you catch the irony of that? Do you catch the irony of, uh, because Saturday night, 
there were 40, 50, sometimes close to 60 people crowded into our basement looking for God's help to overcome an, addic an addictive issue. And yet, Sunday morning, just 12 hours later, uh, 25 people, maybe 30 on a good Sunday, uh, the people in recovery not seeking help. It's as if, like that man who with the epileptic son, it's as if he's looked, they've looked to the disciples and said, uh, we're not finding any help there. We believe God can help us, but we're not going to find it from the church. Patrick Carnes, he's the current guru on the subject of sexual addiction, and he says that a healthy sex life, a successful sex life, and a, and a healthy spiritual, spirituality are inextricably linked. But then he says, uh, if you want to improve your spirituality, find a good 12-step group. What an indictment that is. What an indictment that is to the church. Uh, especially when that group probably meets in the church's basement. I believe we need to repent of our perversity. To, to always say, oh, you're dealing with this particular issue? Uh, maybe you need to see a therapist. Maybe you need to uh, find a 12-step group. I believe that instead of arguing about sexual issues, we need to realize that God has answers. There are ways to position people in God's healing light to find healing for uh, sexual abuse. When I first received training in how to do that kind of counseling, it was as if God had people lined up waiting until I got the training and then he said, okay, go. One after another, people started coming with all kinds of, of behavioral issues, but at the root, was sexual abuse. He began to heal them. People then began to come with sexual addictive issues and he began to, to help them overcome that. Uh, the church can be trained. The church can have a significant role in positioning people to find God's healing grace for things that have happened to them sexually. That's not to say that the church replaces 12-step groups. It's not to say that we replace good therapy, but I believe we can be part of a team. Someone who is sexually abused has, has some theological questions. Where was God? I was just a kid. Where was God when this happened to me? Uh, people who've been sexually abused need, need someone to, who knows how to help them to grieve. Uh, there's much in the Bible about biblical lament. We can be a partner in the healing process. Are you willing to repent of your perversity as a church? My prayer is that you will. <laughs>